Welcome to All The Therapies. We're two clinicians who try out different therapeutic practices so you can find the right type of healing for you. I'm Abby Crom. I'm Mona E. Shaker. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump in now. So hi, guys. Welcome to this episode of All The Therapies. So today we're going to be talking to Dr. Stephanie Coleman and Missy Beck, who do ketamine integration and get all your questions answered. So we'll first start with you, Stephanie. So can you give us a brief introduction on how you got into this work, who you are, what your practice is, and we can start there. Yeah, sure. So I have kind of an interesting background. So I'm an MD. I was trained in Western medicine. I actually have a specialty in radiology, but over the past few years, I've done a lot of my own work and own healing using psychedelic medicine and really feel very passionate about the way that these medicines, when done in an intentional way, could really empower people to heal themselves. So for me, I learned more about them, got trained in ketamine-assisted therapy, have done a lot of work on learning and relearning mental health techniques and philosophies and partner with psychotherapists to do ketamine-assisted therapy. So in my practice, that's our goal. We use ketamine and utilize its psychedelic properties to really allow people to tap into their own inner healing intelligence. And we support them through that journey, both myself and a therapist, not only during the medicine session, but also in post-medicine session integration therapy sessions dedicated to really help them take those insights and make sense of them in their life so they can make actionable daily changes. So Missy, you work with Stephanie. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got into integration? So I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I've been practicing for about... 11 years now, which is feels crazy to say. And my practice is primarily I work with individuals and some couples with life transitions, anxiety, trauma. I tend to work in a relational way. I'm also beginning to work using EMDR. And I had the pleasure of actually getting to experiment myself with ketamine-assisted psychotherapy with Dr. Stephanie Coleman. And it really piqued my interest in terms of what that looks like to be the therapist to help clients integrate using psychedelic medicine. And, you know, my belief is while I really do love working with clients individually in traditional talk therapy, I believe that the world that we're all in today is so full of stimuli and, you know, social media and all of these things that are constantly coming at us that we have all of these walls that we've built up and all of these layers. Um, And in order to really peel them back and really get to that deeper level of work. I think talk therapy is phenomenal, but I think that there's also something to be said about somatic work and tapping into deeper levels of work, which psychedelic medicine like ketamine can really allow you to do. So after having, you know, had my own journeys and my own experiences, I really became fascinated in being able to help other people integrate their experiences and really support with the medicine. Nice. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. I just want to highlight that both of you kind of were trained in sort of Western ways of healing and then found your own journey into the world of psychedelics. I'm curious with both of you, how you've overcome maybe some of the stigma. I think that ketamine especially kind of still has. I could start with you, Stephanie. Yeah. I mean, very true. I was very Western medicine. I did all my training in Boston. 
So for me, like my own journey has been kind of tapping into holistic forms of healing. And I really do believe that the best that we can do for ourselves is a combination of both. Ketamine in particular, even within the psychedelic space, has a negative kind of connotation. It has been used for quite some time in the party scene, often known as K or Special K. And in that way, it's, you know, has this whole idea that's being used for a certain type of enjoyment or abused or addictive properties. And also within the psychedelic world, some people have some negative feelings about medications that are not natural or not plant-based. And this is a synthetic medicine made in a lab. My feeling about that particularly is that there is a human who developed this medicine for humans and humans are nature. So I kind of think about it more that way. But yeah, I mean, part of the whole work is really, you know, when you're marketing it to people in general, it's it's more education at this point. One, people have no idea that it's available. Two, people have no idea what ketamine is. Three, people have no idea what psychedelics are. And the problem is that psychedelics in general and ketamine both have a negative connotation. There was a lot of propaganda put out from different sources, including government, about what these medicines do to people. I tend to educate pretty much anyone I'm around. And by that, just, I mean, I love talking about it. We do know that Ketamine works on multiple different receptors. The people using it in therapeutic context, rarely, 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 if ever, that I've known anyone who's seen someone become addicted to it. We actually use it for addiction. So what people tend to, when we talk about people who have become addicted to ketamine, it's often a psychological addiction more than it is a physiologic addiction. And that's going to come from really not being prepared. So people who are recreationally using it in high doses and, you know, very frequently and doing it as a escape mechanism, because it does create a dissociative state, is going to be more prone to psychological addiction, where in our therapeutic space, we're very clear on preparing patients for or clients for their experience, managing their expectations and supporting them through the whole process. So that ketamine is not the thing solving their problem. Ketamine is a tool helping them learn how they can actually change themselves. So I think part of it is educating people on what it really is. And then once people are interested or on board with the treatment, it's really continuing to empower them, prepare them, and to continue to support them through the whole process. Yeah, I was talking to a friend who's in recovery for many years, but when he was using, he used every drug under the sun. And he was saying, you know, no one ever goes into treatment for ketamine or, you know, for mushrooms, you know, it's not the same as other drugs, but it is, you know, and I can say from my own experience, you know, it's something if you aren't prepared, you certainly could have an experience that I can imagine it going in so many different directions. So it really seems like the preparation part is like a huge part of it being therapeutic. Yeah. And there are people who get addicted to ketamine and do have to seek care for addiction But, you know, in my belief, a lot of that is, again, not physiologic addiction. And when we use ketamine to treat substance abuse or substance, you know, addiction, you want to make sure that those people are also in a program that is supporting them in that space with substance abuse, because part of it is that people need to be motivated to change. And that's with any type of therapy or treatment that you're doing. If people are not motivated to change, then again, you're managing their expectations. They're expecting the medicine to do the work and it can't do all the work for you. Missy, what about you? I know being a therapist, there's just so much like as much as all we're taught is to be non-judgmental. I feel like every modality, like everyone, it's like sports teams, like everyone's so attached to their own modality. And like, you know, if you don't understand a modality, there does tend to be 
sometimes judgment. So I don't know if you've experienced that or how you talk to people about doing this kind of therapy. Yeah. I mean, I think Dr. Coleman gave such a thorough answer around this, but the one thing that I just kind of want to add is that, and you know, people in our generation will really get this. Most of us have all seen the movie old school. And so often when I say ketamine to people, people associate it with that famous scene in the movie where Will Ferrell shoots the horse and, you know, it's the horse tranquilizer and the horse knocks out or, or he takes it, he falls <laughs> in the pool, whatever it is. And so, you know, I like to start with when people ask me about ketamine, I kind of like to turn it back on them first and say, well, what do you know? Like, what are your thoughts about this? And then that gives me a starting point to start kind of unraveling, kind of undoing what their thoughts are around it, because there is so much stigma. I mean, we also all grew up during the Reagan era. I'm sure everybody remembers like, you know, say no to drugs. And that has been so much part of what we've learned and just the scare tactic around drugs. And I mean, I don't want to go down this whole rabbit hole right now, but then we can talk about, you know, incarceration and, you know, and race and just so much that's taken place in drug culture world. So I think first and foremost, for people who have a lot of stigma around it, it's pulling back, you know, the curtains around drug culture and really helping people understand all of that as well. Can I just add like two things that came to mind? Sorry. So also when people are using ketamine recreationally, they buy it in a different form, often a powder from the street, which is not how we use it in medicine. And, you know, most people, some people are testing their drugs. Most people aren't. So, you know, what they're getting is traditionally not hundred percent ketamine. And that's true of most drugs, even with MDMA, very little percentage of that is MDMA. So what they may be coming addicted to may be something like speed that could be mixed in or something else. And, you know, when we talk about stigma, the other stigma comes from if there's anybody considering being interested in practicing psychedelic medicine, there is stigma within the Western medicine community. And we live in LA, which is a pretty open-minded and pretty educated space in regards to psychedelics. But for sure, we are living in a bubble. You go to middle America or, you know, sure, New York, but even in New York and places here in LA, people really don't get it. And other doctors aren't on board with it. Even other psychiatrists are not on board with this type of treatment. And people are very judgmental in that space about you're just giving drugs or just providing a drug experience. I imagine it's very similar in the therapy world that there are therapists who are very much against this. So you do get (laughs) kind of stigma from all areas and a little bit of judgment, but you know, you have to do what you believe in doing and you just continue to educate. Yeah, I'll just add in there really quickly. I was in a training for a different modality this past weekend and every therapist on the call went around kind of sharing what their specialty was. And when I mentioned, you know, ketamine assisted therapy, it kind of went silent with almost every other modality. There was sort of some question or, oh, how exciting. And it was, I don't know if people just hadn't heard of it or, you know, it is the stigma. And then also just to piggyback off of something Dr. Coleman said, I know that when I had my experience and I had seen a psychiatrist that I have worked with, and I had mentioned that I had had my own ketamine experience, you know, his response to me was like, oh, I don't know. You better let me know if you're going to do that again. And there seemed to be a real judgment from sort of Western medicine. And he tends to be a really open doctor. So I was sort of surprised by that, but it's true. We live in a bubble in LA and even in this bubble, there's still so much stigma. Yeah. And I love that you still continue to do the work because you're seeing the results and that it is something that you believe in. And hopefully within, after a while, I'm hoping that these type of treatments, the non-Western and the more holistic psychedelic assisted therapies are more accepted. So kudos to you two for still doing the work. 
I want to ask you both, who is the ideal client for ketamine-assisted therapy? You know, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a loaded question in the sense that we have research in ketamine supporting its effects. And a lot of the research has been done around depression, particularly treatment-resistant depression. Now, that means that people have failed at least two types of modalities, whether it be two different antidepressants or two different types of treatment for depression. Now, ketamine has been used on a number of different mental quote-unquote diagnoses or illnesses in the space, just not researched. And people have been using it in this mental health space for like, gosh, tens of years. So it's more than just like the research that we have. So yes, it's very helpful for depression because it can create a euphoric state and kind of get people out of that almost immediately, particularly suicidal ideation. But it's so helpful for a number of other things like most psychedelics. So helpful with anxiety, helpful with depression, helpful with eating disorders, helpful with trauma, helpful with addictions, the things that can be a little bit more difficult to treat. OCD, because of the rigidity around their beliefs, they can be a little bit more difficult to treat. Certain personality disorders are difficult, particularly borderline personality. You should not probably be doing psychedelics with. It can actually make them a bit more unstable. Um, You can do it with bipolar. It's a little trickier. You want to really be aware of where they're at, make sure they're not manic and you know, for me personally, not being a psychiatrist, people who have very complex diagnoses or complex medications, I think they're best served with a psychiatrist, which may or may not involve ketamine, but it's always weighing the risks and benefits. If, you know, your risks of doing ketamine are going to really destabilize you or medically can injure you, then you have to say like, well, what is the potential benefit? And that's, you know, what we think about in all medicine and this it holds true for this space as well. So for me, an ideal client is somebody who is struggling with depression, anxiety, some type of trauma, and they just can't seem to get better, or they don't want to take medications. There are a lot of side effects with antidepressants, and it really does blunt people's personalities and feelings, and that's reported a lot, and they don't work for some people. So I personally believe that people should have that choice to do ketamine if they don't want to do antidepressants. I think that's totally fine. Now, my belief and feelings, which we're not quite there yet to document this, is that I would love to see this used in a preventative wellness type of way, right? So if we could use ketamine therapy and people who want to do personal development, personal growth, expand their spirituality, we could maybe mitigate some of these mental health struggles that people go through because they're doing the work before they get too far along the the course. So, you know, in my practice, I think ideally are people that are kind of struggling and, and not looking to do medication. We often get very like professional, high-functioning people who maybe have hidden anxieties or burnout and stress that can all contribute. So it's going to vary from practice to practice. But that's a lot of what we see. Yeah. And maybe you mentioned this in the beginning, but what is it actually doing to the brain? I think as like a, when I was thinking about it, like I was like, what is kind of happening? Yeah. On a brain level. Yeah. So we know somewhat of what it's doing. Like a lot of psychedelics, we're still figuring out and there's a lot we don't know. Personally, I think that maybe we're not supposed to know all of it. And that's part of the beauty and magic. But ketamine works on a receptor in the brain called the NMDA receptor, and it blocks that receptor. And so I'll get a little bit sciencey here, but the brain uses something called neurotransmitters, which are chemicals that create signals between neurons and neurons are the cells of the brain. So NMDA receptors use glutamate as the neurotransmitter to activate it. So what ketamine does 
it allows more glutamate to be in the synapses to connect to different receptors, but it's blocking that NMDA receptor. And therefore the glutamate can now go down other pathways and activate other receptors. And these receptors are known to repair certain neurons, create new connections. So what it's doing is remodeling the brain, something we call neuroplasticity, meaning that they're changing the brain. And some of the research we've seen is that uh, chronic stress and inflammation, which we know also is occurring with depression and anxiety, damages the brains in the prefrontal cortex, where we do a lot of our executive functions. And these neurons become weaker, smaller, and less receptive to glutamate, which is it's how they get stimulated. What ketamine does is repairs these neurons and allows them to be strengthened and actually respond better and make new connections. And that's what we believe a lot of the effects for the mental health is happening. And ketamine does work on other receptors, has a little bit of action on the opioid receptors, uh, which probably helps with the pain. But that's where at the moment we think a lot of uh, what's going on is really happening for mental health. Awesome. Thanks for getting into the nitty gritties. Missy, I want to ask you, you mentioned integration earlier, but what is that work? So what is the role of the psychotherapist? Yeah. So arguably integration is the most important part of a ketamine assisted journey. So after you've been in a non-ordinary state of consciousness, which is what ketamine, you know, does, it's important to really integrate both the mind and the body. So what happens during integration as a therapist is we really begin to explore themes, different insights, maybe challenging moments that have occurred throughout the journey. And all of these feelings can be meaningful to your healing process. So as we really explore and pull them apart, it helps us make meaning of your experience. And, you know, Ketamine can bring up a lot of things and often much like a dream, like when you wake up and you remember your dream really vividly, and then, you know, you move on with your day and you forget it. It's important to write it down, what your experience is, because a lot of things that come up, we can either ignore or we can, you know, forget what has come up. But with integration, it really helps us engage with our thoughts and use them as a way to heal. And really integration is about you know, making meaning, making meaning of what your experience is without integration. You know, it's simply a psychedelic experience. Whereas with integration, you're really increasing the potential for personal transformation. And that's really at the heart of all of this work. You know, we really want to increase that potential. That's why we're doing it. It's not just to you know, go and party and, you know, have some sort of experience. It's really to make meaning and uncover these deeper layers. So with integration, that's really what the therapist helps support to do. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I think that that's really the crux of it. And I think when I was, you know, kind of explaining my experience to people, like, it's like, there's all this kind of integrating that's happening ongoing, you know, it's not just even in this one part right after, cause you're still a little bit out of it, but it's just kind of like layering in, in that same way that like, sometimes it happens in just regular therapy too, where like, you know, you have a session and then it's like, Oh wait, maybe that's what I was like, you know, trying to get at, you know, when I was talking through this thing. So I definitely think that what differentiates this from just like a cool experience. Like I do, you know, it's definitely beyond that, you know, it, it is therapy, you know, it's just in this kind of including this like, I like that non-ordinary state, you know, that you're not going to experience probably. <laughs> I don't, I've never experienced, experienced on ketamine in a typical therapy session. So 
Well, thank you guys for explaining this. Like I know for me, that was a huge part of it is I had so many questions and I think that's pretty typical of just wanting to know like what's going on, what can I expect? That's honestly what made it like possible for me to even do this. I think, you know, for me, I'm not knowing what's going on. And we know I talked about this in the other episode. So if you guys want to listen to the episode about what actually happened in my session, those are the two previous episodes, but thank you guys so much for sharing your knowledge and your experience. And if people want to find you or learn about doing an experience, like where can they find you? Social media, website, like please share. So I can be found. My website is missybeck.com. So that's just M-I-S-S-Y-B-E-C-K.com. Although it is under construction right now, will be up soon. And social media is definitely the best place to find me. So on Instagram, my handle is at I am Missy Beck. So feel free to find me there. I respond to all my messages and would love, you know, to talk about this. Love talking about this. Love talking about anything in the therapeutic space. So I'm excited to connect. You can find me on my website is stephanielynnwellness.com and the Lynn is one N. So it's Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-L-Y-N, wellness.com. My Instagram handle is Stephanie Lynn Coleman, MD. I do free 30-minute consultations for anyone who's curious about ketamine. If they just want to ask questions or if they want to know anything about the process, I love talking about ketamine because for me, I love educating and that's part of the work. So anyone can reach out. My email contact is on my website and on my Instagram. I respond to all of them myself and I do all my consultations. So I'm happy to talk to anyone. Awesome. Thanks so much, you guys. Again, it's always helpful. And I always say this, like sometimes you need repetition just to like get in all the information. So it's always useful to hear more and more about how ketamine works. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks again for joining us. Check out our show notes to learn more about this episode and to find all the ways to follow us. And remember, if you're curious, try it.